Hi, you're listening to Ten Minute IS Paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called "Beyond the Factory Paradigm: Digital Nomadism and the Digital Futures of Knowledge Work Post-COVID-19" by Blair Wang, Daniel Schlagwein, Dubravka Chechesketsmanovich, and Michael Kahalan. Published in the Journal of the Association for Information Systems (JAIS) in 2020. So, in this podcast, I always try to cover interesting and typically relatively recent research in information systems. So far, it's all papers written by other people. But for the first time today, I'll be talking about a paper that I co-authored. This paper is quite special. We worked double time on this, very long hours, because it's about COVID, and so we tried to push it out as quickly as possible. You see, we, like many other people, as soon as the pandemic hit, we were told to go home and work from home. That's something that's possible for us and for many other people who are what we call. Knowledge workers. Knowledge workers are people who think for a living, like librarians, artists, scientists, engineers, scholars, lawyers, bankers, etc. These are people who can work from home because the work that we do is with knowledge that can be represented as digital data. This has certainly been disruptive, and it's challenged a lot of the assumptions about what it means to go to work. You know, you think about like going to work as a knowledge worker. It's what we often call the nine to five. You rock up, you sit there for a few hours, and then you go home. It's this office building somewhere, probably downtown in a city. Why do we organize knowledge work like this? Well, basically because that particular way of working is deeply entrenched in our culture. It's what we would refer to as the dominant paradigm. And what COVID nineteen has shown us is that there are other ways to work, and these other ways, in some ways, can be much better. In our research over the past several years, we've been looking at a group of people known as digital nomads who have been doing this. For about a decade now,、uh, they they were the ones who picked up their laptops and went traveling, and they got jobs doing this kind of knowledge work remotely,、um, and they were quite successful up until the pandemic, at least. But they've actually been some of the most resilient to this sudden shift towards online remote work. So this is like a, a paradigm shift, isn't it? We have one old way of doing things, we have a new way of doing things, and we just need to shift everyone to the new way of doing things. Not exactly. Digital nomadism, from what we've seen in our research, is probably just a bit too extreme as a model for all of society or all the knowledge workers in the world. But what it does do is that it challenges the factory way of doing things. So the best theoretical model for this isn't the paradigm shift of old into new, but rather something that we call dialectics. It's the idea. That a lot of theorists and philosophers have used throughout history to say when we have an old way of doing things, an emerging new way of doing things, and and this tension between them, often it's not so much that the whole world switches over to the new way of doing things, but rather that these tensions get resolved, and what we get at the end is neither the thesis, the old way of doing things, or the antithesis, the new way of doing things, but rather the synthesis, something different. That combines and resolves certain aspects of the old and the new. So in this paper, we look at this dialectical approach to try to figure out what's happening in the future. But when we talk about the future, one of the points that we try to make in this paper is that if we look at dialectics and say there's just one future and we will figure it out based on the emerging trends that we see, this is a dangerous mistake. People have argued that, for example, this is the mistake that Karl Marx made when he used this kind of dialectical reasoning to try to figure out what's happening. 
in the future of work. And uh, l- let's just say that reality hasn't quite panned out the way that Karl Marx has predicted. So what we say instead is that there isn't just one future, but that there are multiple futures. And it's really up to us living in this world right now to decide what the future is going to be as we collectively make sense of everything that's happening. So we have then four scenarios that we look at in this paper. The thesis, which is what we call the factory paradigm, uh, the, the old way of doing things, rocking up to a place, working there for eight hours. We have the antithesis, which is the challenger, digital nomadism, presenting a completely different way of doing things. And then we suggest two possibilities, two possible futures for the synthesis. Now we say two futures, but really what we're doing here is we're looking at the whole range of possible futures. If you go to figure one, uh, you can see that we have a range of possible futures and and these two futures that we describe here are the most extreme of that range of possible futures. For the remainder of today's episode, I'm going to unpack each of these four scenarios so that we can start to envision the future of knowledge work post-COVID-19. So the thesis, in other words, the old way of doing things, is what we call the factory paradigm. And for this scenario, as well as the other three, we look at it through the lens of the ideal type. By that we mean the most extreme representative figure of this particular scenario. For each of these scenarios, we look at how they organize work, how they work with technology, how they delineate between work and life, and how society, under that scenario, provisions some kind of a social safety net. So for this factory paradigm and the 9-to-5 corporate worker, what that looks like is a very structured, centralized, mechanized, standardized workplace, which is concentrated geographically. And this comes from the old factory way of doing things because you had yeah heavy factory equipment and you had to put it all in one place. And so traveling to a, a central business district these days really is just a remnant of that. And the social safety net was created from the increases in efficiency that this this produced and it's often referred to for example by Letitia Vitord as the Fordist bundle famously Henry Ford allowed for two whole days off Saturday and Sunday um, because of the efficiency gains of the factory paradigm but what we're seeing in the world of course is that this is just fading away even before COVID it was fading away so where are we going well, so this is where we have to talk about the antithesis, right? Um, we call this the hypermobility paradigm because uh, these digital nomads who are the ideal type here, contrasting with the nine to five corporate worker, they are the, the complete opposite because they're mobile between organizations, between places in the world, between different projects. They are mobile in every sense. And it's really such a contrast to the factory paradigm. Instead of hierarchies, you have emergent organizing, fluid ideas of what leadership means, of what project management means of what it means to be productive. You actually risk merging work and life or conflating work and life to the point where it can get really stressful because you don't put in the correct barriers between work and life. And a lot of digital nomads have really been overworked because of this. And there's no safety net anymore. Instead, you have to be mobile between countries. You have to be constantly doing what we call interjurisdictional prospecting, looking at all the different countries and opportunities and always calculating and trying to figure out where the best place in the world is for you right now in your current circumstances. And so finally, we look at the synthesis. And we're saying this is a huge range of possible futures from one end, what we call digital tailorism, and on the other end, what we call worker autonomy. So looking at some of the best and worst of the thesis and the antithesis. So firstly, 
the cyborg of digital Taylorism. This is a future in which we look at all the hyper-efficiency and overworked reality of digital nomads and we just apply that across the board, but we retain the factory paradigm insofar as we retain all the obsession with control and centralization and bureaucracy. This is a future in which people are just asked to work more and more, live up to the new standards of work being set by machines. And here, there is no societal safety net because people just work in the gig economy. That's what we see a lot with digital nomads and it's something that we're seeing a lot in society and especially as we look at a future post-covid stability increasingly going away people increasingly working in these hustles of the gig economy on the other hand we talk about the nomad that's nomad with kn the knowledge nomad this is where we look at all the fluidity of the digital nomad lifestyle but instead of trying to add more control and structure and bureaucracy we actually say Let's take that away even more. Let's allow for fluidity, but let's also imagine a future in which everyone's taught how to cope with this fluidity through education systems that actually empower people to create their own destiny, to plan for unforeseen circumstances, and to be open to lifelong learning and upskilling. Folks, the future is up to us. Collectively, through our scholarship, through our teaching, through our research, through our service for the communities in which we're operating. As information systems researchers, we have a unique opportunity to make the world a better place. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.